Hello and welcome to the first in a new series, the World Cup warm-up, episode one from the Bottom Bins podcast. Once again, just a massive thank you to everybody who supported the podcast so far. At this stage, you should have already have heard Wednesday's episode, and we detailed that. This will be a new segment during the World Cup where we break down the groups, we're going to look at the games, some of the key battles, and we're going to just focus on the tournament as it goes along and keep you guys as informed and updated as we possibly can. Big announcement to make after the positive reviews that we got Mm -hmm. um, for Wednesday's episode. We would like to announce that formally Owen McArdle is going to be a recurring guest host now on the podcast we're making them full time but we're not paying you the big bucks lad I I don't know if you'll be happy to hear that or not no I heard I'm only getting the part time contract here but (laughs) I got my agent sorted and that (laughs) well look honestly Owen it's great to have you and we look forward obviously to the four of us working on the Bottom Bins podcast from now on yeah well done also The man who was missing the other day, he's back again. Well, Connor, how's things? Just a bit of car trouble, so I'm back and I'm what, ready what, to go. What can you do, lad? Yeah, what, can you do? what can you do? Well, look, like we said, this is the World Cup warm-up and we hope that you enjoy. First things first, um, how are we feeling about this World Cup? Are we excited? Are we not? What do we think? McCord, let's start with you. New host and everything. Are we excited <laughs> for the World Cup? Um, yes, I am, but it's also a weird feeling. Like, it's not the same as it was in 2014 and 2018 when you had the summer, you're all ready to go. I think the only thing on your mind is the World Cup. Yeah. It's kind of come slap bang in the middle of the season. Like last week or two days ago, you were cheering, cheering on your teams in the middle of a league season and now that's just stopped. But I'm really am looking forward to the tournament itself, but obviously there is the whole stuff in the background of it, but... If put that aside, it should be a good football tournament. Now I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, Connor Dorman, the the missing man. Yeah, uh, yeah, really. I'm looking forward to it. But as Owen said, it's it's a weird feeling because usually with World Cup, the season's over. You get a few weeks. You get excited to build up. There's all the talk who's going to be in the squad, who's not. Uh, but now it's in November. It's a weird feeling. I know as Owen alluded to, uh, it being a guitar is a weird one too. What will the atmosphere be like? Mm-hmm. You know, fans can't do certain things over there. Uh, but yeah, it should, it should be a good tournament. Yeah. It's very open, I think. I know the South American teams maybe be the favourites, but I think it's going to be... It is open. It's yeah, very open. Nobody really knows who's yeah. going to win. Obviously, everybody's thinking, oh, it's going to be Brazil or Argentina or whatever. But who can predict it, really? There's Connor, what do you think? Places. Yeah, look, World Cup's World Cup, really, isn't yeah. it? Like, you can't not be excited for it. From um, a football aspect. From a football aspect, of course, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, you know, World Cup, like Connor said there, it is quite open. There's no, there's no one really at the minute that you're looking at going, oh, they are by far the strongest side. Like yeah. back in 2018, you would, I think everybody France. had France yeah, down yeah, as, yeah. as favourites, you know. Yeah. Whereas now, you know, there's there's a right few teams there or thereabouts. So yeah, it's definitely exciting, interesting. And like I said on, on Wednesday's episode, I'll just be looking forward to coming home from uni and there being football on every single day. Yeah, so, yeah. That's true. So. Do you think the squads, like you've seen some of the squads in the World Cup being released, like, they don't seem as strong as they were in 2018, though. That's because we're, we have a World Cup halfway through a season. Yeah. Players are injured. I think if the World Cup was in the summer, players would have a chance to really focus on their recoveries and yeah. try and get back as quickly as possible yeah. for the World Cup. But because we're mid-season now, players are more likely to pick up sort of wee niggly injuries that keep them out. And really, it's up to managers then to decide whether, look, this guy has a hamstring injury, he's going to be out for maybe two weeks, mm-hmm. or, or he's maybe you know four weeks into his recovery, he's another two weeks to go, do I risk taking him to the World Cup? Are we going to get that far? Are we still going to be here in two weeks' time? It's hard to know, you know, but 
Look, I think if this if this was in the summertime, the squads would be even more stacked than yeah. what they already are. But look, we have 26-man squads now. There's plenty of talent on offer. It's the World Cup. We've got the world's best competing it out. So let's go. I'm do you think it's been it. tough for the national team managers? I do think it has been tough for them. Like, especially how you have that conversation with a club manager in the middle of the season to go, we have a World Cup in a week. Usually there's a good two, three, four-week break after yeah. the end of the season for the World Cup. But now you're looking, like, a Premier League game in November is just as important as a, a Premier League game in May. Yeah. It may not seem it, but you pick up three points now, it's the same as picking three points down the lane. Yeah. A club manager isn't going to sacrifice three points for somebody else's benefit. Mm-hmm. So it does make it an awkward conversation between national teams and club teams about when it's right to rest players and when the players have to go fully at it. It's the same with James Madison there at the weekend. He picked up a wee injury. Mm. Now, Brendan Rogers said he took him off. It was only precautionary. precautionary. Yeah. But how much can you read into that? I know. That's, that's it, the thing. Well. That's Obviously. what I like, though. I think it is harder for the players as well. Because yeah. they're always just thinking, if I get injured, I'm missing this World Cup. Even yeah. like a hamstring injury or something like that. Like I know Anthony didn't play for United there for a few weeks. And then he's back straight into training. I think that was like a precautionary one too. Yeah. So Well, I'd say there was quite a few players that... Not fake injuries, but probably ask their managers to keep them out. So, yeah. no, Madison was a good example too. By a there because yeah. like what he had played on that game. If yeah, the World Cup was the next week. He might have. Yeah, you know, that's just well, that's it. Um, I think we should get straight into the groups. Yeah, Richie, Group A then. Um, not necessarily the strongest group, but could throw up a surprise or two. Group A, we have Qatar, the hosts, and we have Ecuador, Senegal and the Netherlands. Now, obviously, Senegal won AFCON this year. Holland, always strong squad. Mm-hmm. Plenty of decent talent there. I'm not going to lie, I don't know a lot about Qatar. I don't know a lot about Qatari football, um, but from what um, some of the research me and Connor did earlier, yeah. they seem to be a very sort of defensively set-up side. Right. And then Ecuador. Ecuador always produced one or two really sort of decent talents yeah. and, they're, they, and they have they're done. the youngest team in the tournament are they yeah well there you go you know they've taken the youngest team so who knows you know maybe some of their players are gonna gonna shine on the big stage so I think what I want to ask you is by side of that group it seems pretty cut and dry but who qualifies and who are the players that we need to look out for in, in group A then well personally I would think it's hard to look past the Netherlands winning the group yeah. you'd yeah. like look at the talent they've got and Leuvenhal's done unbelievably well since he came back into the into the national team fold um and look at the look at the attacking lineups they've gotten all as well like i'm pretty sure i've seen there that Depay's not starting this game but that just means someone like jack post gonna come in and what's he got 12 assists and 18 N- goals or something nine goals or something 12 assists this in, season yeah, in, it's just ridiculous yeah. in all competitions it's 13 goals and 17 assists 13 goals and 24 games he's 30 goal involvements in 24 games I can't believe Depay's not starting as well because I've seen him qualifying he had 12 goals yeah. 5 assists in mm-hmm. 10 games so but it just shows the attacking talent that, yeah, that Netherlands team does yeah. have well I would say Netherlands are going to top that group and then the Senegalese will come second Owen the interesting thing about the Senegalese is they are a very strong team but is Mane going to be fit? Mm, yeah. That's the question. Yeah, And he is their talisman. They do have the talent to get through that group without him, but is the psychological thing of losing them going to creep in their heads? Because yeah. Ecuador, although I don't know a lot about them, a lot, not about their players, they did finish fourth in South American qualifying. Mm-hmm. Like They beat out teams like Colombia and Chile. Who are established South American yeah, football established sides. Teams who've had good World Cups, recently had good World Cups. Yeah. 
it wasn't that long ago Chile were winning the uh, Cup of America yeah, yeah, two absolutely. times in a row absolutely the players so, they produce are class too yeah. it's like a, they're like a lot of South American teams where they might not have the big name but when it comes to representing their country they're a different animal so I, while I do think the Senegalese will go through I wouldn't be shocked if Ecuador pipped them to the post for a play yeah I was going to say that I was going to say this could be like I think Ecuador have a very good chance they're a very young team which means they don't have much experience but uh, they're a very good defensive side. I've seen the Drew with Brazil and Argentina. Uh, the two favourites. And Senegal. You look at Senegal. As you say, Manny's injured. Koubali hasn't been playing that well for Chelsea. Mendy. He hasn't been getting on for Chelsea. So I do think this could be... I think Holland definitely guaranteed go through. Brilliant side. Brilliant players. Uh, but I think Ecuador maybe could sneak through there. Fair play. And um, we're giving Qatar no chance, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly all the Qatar's players play in that league uh, and they've been playing like friendlies and all because obviously but they are 2019 Asian Cup yeah. champions you know so and they've had the last five years the manager's just built it up he knows what team he's going to pick so they can maybe get a draw maybe a point look hosting a World Cup you know it always does um, a lot for the football in that country you know if you look at some of the previous hosts of the World Cup that have managed like look at Japan Japan mm-hmm. and Korea hosted the World Cup in 2002 mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. and you know you would look at Japan now and you would say Japan's a, a regularly established international side and they produce some really top top players so maybe hosting the World Cup in 2022 might do Qatari football the world of good and maybe we might see more Qatari players then coming across playing in the Premier League, playing yeah. in Europe's top five leagues. So look, yes, I know obviously we have a lot of issues with the World Cup being in Qatar. We're mm-hmm. not going to go into too much detail on that. But look, maybe in terms of the, of benefiting football in the country, the world, hosting the World Cup could do Qatar the world of good. We could see some surprising results from Qatar as well. We might do. Look, host nation, when you've got your... Exactly. When you've got, the whole the crowd, home crowd when you got the crowd. whole whole country behind yeah. you, yeah. you know, you never know. Like, you know, maybe maybe if Holland have already qualified, maybe Qatar beat Holland. Yeah. You know, you never know. Like these, the World Cup always throws up results like yeah, this. So no, that's true. Well, ever since their name came out of that envelope, no matter how controversial it might have been, that has been that country's sole focus for the last what, what was it ten years ago? Yeah. So, it they've been focusing on that now for the guts of a decade. All eyes on that. So. Maybe they could throw up a wee shack. I can't, I can't see it happening, but stranger things have happened. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, so Group B then. We have come on, England's group. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have England, Iran, USA and Wales. In <laughs> Group B. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd love if England got knocked out. Tell you the truth. You can't see it though. (laughs) So, yes, boys, once again, same question. Who qualifies from this group and what players are we looking out for? I genuinely do think England won't get out of the group. And I'm not saying that because I don't think England's a good team or anything. I genuinely just think World Cup, as we said, can throw up some surprise results. I think the USA, I think Wales are top in that group. And I think it's going to be a scrap between the Eng- England and the USA I genuinely do I can't, like, I'm not giving Iran a chance same as Qatar I just the other three teams on paper at least obviously results can happen the other three paper, uh, teams on paper are far superior but yeah I think there could be a shocking group B to be honest uh, I don't know about that I'd say England will get through I do think it will be trickier than what was expected especially after UEFA Nations League they were so poor mm-hmm. and it's just like again what team are they going to pick what formation are they going to play uh, 
Iran are like 20th in the world, so they mustn't be too bad. USA have some good players. Wales, it'll just be more like a derby game kind of yeah. feel to it. Uh, what I do think England will. But do you not think that, that Nations League will be in the back of their head? It could be. It's, it's, yeah, it could be. I think it will be. I just think a lot of players will be thinking, oh, I should have been there. Okay, there's a lot of questions yeah. on England even before they've flown out to yeah. Qatar. You know, a lot of questions about the squad that's been picked. A lot of boys have yeah. been left at home that probably shouldn't have been left mm-hmm. at home. There's questions over Southgate's style of football. You know, I, I seen uh, Stephen Housen talking the other day on Vibe with Five, and he said that, you know, what he would like to see is, this is probably the most technically gifted England side for since the golden generation. And this, yet they still play on the back foot. Five so, at the back. Five at the back, you Two know. CDMs. Why don't England just start putting the ball down and taking the game to teams? Because they have the talent within the squad to do it. Um, I, I would be inclined to agree with you, though, Oren. I, I think England are going to have it quite tricky. It's not going to be as easy as they think it is. No, I don't think it is. I do just think they're going to underestimate teams. Yeah. I could be completely wrong. Like, don't get me wrong, it would not shock me in the slightest if England topped the group and won <laughs> all their games. I just have a gut feeling that England's gonna come third. Owen, what do you think? Um well, I have them down to top it. Yeah. But I don't think this is gonna be a good World Cup for England. I think they rode their luck a wee bit to get to the Euros final last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Um they definitely rode the their luck the last just... World Cup. Oh the, la- the last World Cup. Oh the last World yeah. Cup they rode their luck like Like how'd they beat? Last World Cup, you they know, beat, no one beat the Swedes, exactly. they beat the Colombians in penalties. Yeah, they played Belgium twice. Was the first, the the first, first proper real teams. test. I, yeah. I think they played in the lost in both times. Yeah, um, you would say Germany's the only team that played in the Euros that that stood any and it was, realistic and it was, chance. It was Germany coming to an end of a cycle. Yeah, that German and the, team. They were at home as well. Yeah, the yeah. crowd. But look at the do have talented players. I fear for them a wee bit at the back. Their centre backs aren't. The cream, the cream of the cream, as I said, <laughs> the cream of the cream, <laughs> um, and they play a defensive style of football. And if you're going to play that style of football, you need defenders who are willing to take a game with struck scruff in the neck. And I don't think they have that. Now I do have them top in their group, and I have uh, the states going through in second. But, um, and I have Wales third, and like Iran finishing fourth. But I think it's actually is quite an open group. Yeah. Because the Iranians have been the last couple of World Cups. They are experienced at that level. Yes, they might not have the big name players, no, but they still have good players like uh, the likes of Taremi. Taremi, yeah. Porto. Having a big season. Um, um, uh, the boy used to play for Brighton. Uh, Jochen Bosch. Yeah, both of them seem to be exclusive thing. Iranian scoring basketball kicks against Chelsea <laughs> or something. But they have a couple of good players and I think it is a wide open group. And I think the Americans, after missing out last time out, yeah. seem to be a stronger root, uh, unit than the than they used to be. Yeah. They do have players, a lot more players playing in Europe now. Exactly. The likes of Pulisic, Aronson, uh, Aronson Winston McKinney, Juventus, yes. Carol Jordan-Vickers at Celtic. Happy <laughs> 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 to get some of these names thrown in there at some stage. Um, I'm a wee bit surprised they left that fella, uh, Ricardo Pepe, Aye, behind. At home. Yeah. Like, he burst on the scene for them last year in qualifying. Obviously, I was out in America last year mm-hmm. and he seemed to be the main man for them at qualifying. He scored, I think it's seven goals and ten appearances for Gone Again this season. That's good numbers. So like. it's a bit of a shock that he's not gone, but yeah. obviously the manager knows a lot more about them than me. So it will be interesting, but I do have England still tapping that group. I do think they do have the talent, even if something might not be right, right structurally around it, they do mm-hmm. still have the quality to get to top, top that group. group. Yeah. yeah. And in terms of notable players, then boys, who do you think we're looking out for? Who's gonna who's gonna set the world alight in Group B? 
It's tough to say. I, as we say, it's an open group. Yeah. I genuinely think Kiefer Moore. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He, he, he has, but he he's been playing unreal goals. at the he moment. He's been yeah. scoring goals. At the yeah. I thought you were just going to go for more like a Bellingham or. No, well, yeah. obviously, yeah. look, Bellingham's the obvious choice. He's, he's an one. unbelievable player. But if we're talking about star performers, I think it, it's hard to look past Kiefer Moore. I actually wheels. think Big Bukayo Saka is going to have. A really good World Cup. Yeah. Do you Great think he'll start though? I think he will. I think he's England's obvious best option on the right, to be honest. And like the thing about Saka is he's actually not that really world renowned yet. Like a, a lot no. of people outside of England don't actually really know mm, who yeah. Bukayo Saka is. So I feel like this is his World Cup to really announce to the world I'm here I'm and I'm even at the unbelievable. Yeah. Even at the Euros he played well. Yeah, yeah he did. In the last few games. It was he just was a one of best players. Yeah. And anybody can miss a penalty like exactly. obviously Harry Kane has to be mentioned yes. he's the current Golden Boot winner from the yeah. last World Cup yeah. uh, he's second in the Premier League he would be in the Golden Boot only Holland's a freak of nature freak. so yeah. you can kind of just discount Holland so he's the top striker in the Premier League other than the goal himself Yeah, yeah. I hope Rashford has a good uh, group stage at least do you think he'll start though? No, I, I, I don't do. think he will. No. I do. No. Because you're saying if you're going to play Saka, you're going to play Kane no. and maybe Foden. Foden, has, no. and Foden Sterling. Has to be in there. No, I, I don't even think it's going to be Foden. Do you, do you think, think Sterling? I think it was Sterling. Yeah. Like, so that's you, know, you know, you know Southgate. Southgate, Southgate his has his favourite. That's what I was thinking about Saka. Would he just go Sterling, Foden, Kane? Well, he could do. He could do. But I just think Saka's on uh, playing that well at the minute that yeah. you just you can't look past him. Like I think Saka's better than Foden at the minute. Like, yeah, so do I. I, well, really I think Rashford's better than Sterling. Yeah. But whether Gareth Southgate sees that or not. All right, then, folks, Group C. We have Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. So, again, really looks to me like there's one standout team that's going to top that group, and then it's an open competition, straight shootout yeah. between the other three. And I, was, I think most people would look at Poland and go, oh, Poland are probably second favourites there, but... So you know, Poland don't really perform well at, at big no, tournaments. No, Mexico usually can pull off. Mexico shots, have yeah. that. Mexico have that like World Cup flair. Yeah, There's they do. Something about Mexico and World Cups. The last World Cup to beat Germany. The beat Germany. That's That's right. They have the best goalkeeper ever. Yeah. When it comes yeah. to yeah. World yeah. Cups, Guillermo yeah. Ochoa. He, 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 he just goes in the cryo freeze for four years, and then out he comes yeah. to be the best man. Ninety nine rated in all stats <laughs> in the World Cup. Like. Saying that though. Mexico have the most losses out of any international team in World Cup history. Always losing the last 16. I think yeah. Group C, the way it's laid out, Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico and Poland is the way it'll finish. What, you think Poland Poland will come last? I do. Mm. Mm. I don't know about that. I do. Uh, I don't know. I know Mexico have been struggling. I don't think they've been performing very well. They finished second in CONCACAF qualifying. Yeah. Mm. You know, that's that's just my opinion. To be fair, Concacaf qualifying, yes. it's always it's either America or Mexico that normally Canada, like, Canada, Canada, and Canada. Canada topped it this last year. Yeah, last year. Yeah, and yeah. um, it's it's always in and around those sort of same yeah. teams that, that yeah. seem to qualify all the time. Uh, Saudi, you having Saudi Arabia second is interesting because that's not a shock to me. Because mm-hmm. although the Saudis, a lot of them play in Saudi Arabia. But that helps form a team. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. gonna bring it to rugby a wee bit mm-hmm. here. Like Ireland at the minute are the best rugby team in the world. And all their players play in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Like that's a great way of forming a national team's camaraderie yeah. that all your players are playing in the one league, playing each other week in, week out. They know each other, they know the strengths. So they'd obviously have that togetherness more than mm-hmm. a team where every where 
five players are playing and Spain six yeah. are playing and Italy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm basing it off. They're all playing in around each other, so and like I a, just think the Qatar thing well, is kind of like they're all just playing in the same league. Yeah, they're used to each mm-hmm. other. Yeah, but I see here like Qatar have won three of their past sixteen World Cup games, so the expectation will be low. They could maybe pull off a shocker too. Qatar, that Poland, is, Poland. Oh no, no, Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Sorry. Saudi Arabia. But with Poland, like you have one of the best strikers in the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. Lewandowski. Yeah. So and to be fair, probably his last World Cup. His last, his last World, last World yeah. Cup, yeah. and he's opportunity. He's not really slowed down from he moved to Barca. Yeah. If, any, if anything, he, he still just looks like the same. But he's oh yeah, but clinical striker. As you say, Poland just don't perform. Doesn't they don't. They don't. Lewandowski, Lewandowski still hasn't grabbed the uh, yeah. major tournament. Like he can do, like uh, was it Euro twenty twelve was in Poland. Yes, Poland underperformed oh, a bit. The last World Cup they were out in the group stages. Yeah, like and they had quite a relatively decent group last. Mm. Yeah, can't they remember did. the exact names in it, but there wasn't like two massive teams in their group. But Poland should be looking at that group, and Poland should be thinking to themselves, right? Like I think everybody looks at Argentina and goes, right, we're not going to beat Argentina yes. realistically. Yeah. But I think Poland should be looking at Mexico and Saudi Arabia and going, look, we have a real chance to get six points out oh, of those yeah. games. Oh, and six points take them through. Yeah, and six points will absolutely take them through. Yeah. So, you know, even if they manage to get anything out of the game with Argentina, even if it was a point, like you would, you could see them going through there, but. Yeah, it's 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 up to the big man up top and whether he can whether he can fire them through into the if round. If he can pull his team through. Exactly. What happened or what helps Poland too as well is to play Argentina last game. So Argentina could maybe be already yeah. through. Yeah. through. So yeah. and then the make good rest players. Good rest players, players yeah. 16 and get by his minutes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um so in terms of the star players then boys, who are we looking for in group C? We've just named Lewandowski, obviously. Messi. Yeah. Yeah, obvious choice. Who's he yeah, Messi. Who's he? <laughs> He's the best player in the world <laughs> as of about three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, obviously Messi uh, going to be your standout player as well. What about the Saudis and the Mexicans? Have they got anybody that we should be looking out for? Uh, I was doing a wee bit of research into the Saudis and this fella, uh, Salam al Darsari. I definitely made a mess of that. Aye, uh, yeah, I remember his, him from FIFA. His, his, name, his, his name keeps popping up. In the Saudi League last year, he had 14 goal contributions in 21 games. Oh, that's good he's, a tricky, he's a tricky wee winger and he could cause a bit of bother for a couple of... Pop couple of the back lines in that group, so keep an eye on that fella. Yeah. And for Mexico, you probably go like Lozano. Yeah, Chuck yeah, Lozano. Yeah. Hard, hard luck yeah, past probably them. Probably the like. informed team in Europe right now. And I heard, I heard, you know, obviously they're they're digging up Rafael Marquez, and he's come back from the dead to, <laughs> to play in the World Cup again as well. <laughs> no, Lozano was very good at the last World Cup as well, so I'd expect him to be one of their. Oh, I wouldn't performers. be surprised if Al Jabber and Alouera and played out for All right, then, guys, Group D. Um, Quite an interesting group here, actually, you know. We have France, Australia, Denmark, and Tunisia. Now, look, obvious choice in the group is to go for France to top it. Yeah. Because they just are strong. But I was looking at their squad there when I was doing a bit of research earlier, and France are missing a lot of key midfielders. They are. Yeah. And I just don't know how far they're going to go into the competition, to be honest. They were poor in the Euros. I didn't think they played particularly well. Qualifying, they did look a little bit better and, and they definitely started to play more like the old France that we know. But mm-hmm. I just feel yeah. like without without the experience of Pogba and Kante, I don't know. I, Midfield lacks. When you look at the squad, their attacking lineup is stacked. Yes, yeah, Defence, stacked. Yeah. Great goalkeepers, but the midfield isn't what you're used a to with France. The World Cup, yeah, it's not the World Cup. That midfield so. was key yeah. to victory. Uh, they still got the Ballon d'Or winner. Benzema yeah, and they have Mbappe 
Yeah. You know, they still have, as you said, the attacking threat. And Olivier so, Giroud. And I don't, Giroud. Him. Yeah. I don't think it's the strongest group. So I think they will get through the group. I've seen, I think it was like the last three or four winners. The next time they play the World Cup, they get put out in the group stage. Mm. It's like a curse, but I think they'll Nine, beat that from curse. From 98. Yeah. So I, I think, think Denmark will win that group. I have Denmark topping that group. Yeah. I, you, oh, you have them topping yeah, it? I yeah. have that group. Denmark were very unlucky not to reach the European final mm-hmm. last year. Uh, we'll not get into Raheem Sterling <laughs> that today. Um, but in qualifying, they had the highest goal score or goal difference of any team in European qualifying. They topped their group. They only lost once. They won their other nine games. The only game they lost was a meaningless game away to Scotland, which Scotland needed to win to get into the playoffs. Yep. So I have Denmark topping that group. I think they're a really strong unit. Obviously, they're really together in this. And Ericsson being there for them is going to be a really big boost to morale oh, of that team. Definitely. Definitely. I think even, you know, if you look at some of Denmark's top performers this year in the Premier League even, like Pierre-Emile Heuberg looks like a much more complete midfielder now. You're definitely seeing the best out of him at the minute. They obviously have the likes of Andreas Christensen, experienced, playing at the top level with Barcelona, has played at the top level with Chelsea as well. Um, Kasper Speichel still there as well mm-hmm. again all adding to that experience so, Poulison uh, from Leipzig Poulison a really good good player I don't think he's away is he not? I don't think he was picking the squad really mm-hmm. I could be wrong could be wrong but I don't think Poulison of Leipzig wow. was picked that'd, that'd be a, crazy that'd if be a shock I'm pretty sure they gave me playing Rangers in the Europa League same yeah. last year no I, I'm pretty sure when I seen the squad that they're Attacking options are actually quite limited. I see they've got Dahlberg up front. Yes. Mm-hmm. And who's the other striker? Denmark. Who's are they bringing striker? Braithwaite, are they? Yes, no. Martin Braithwaite. Martin they're not bringing... I don't think they're bringing uh, Braylon Bolo. He's Swiss. He's Swiss. He's Swiss. Oh, he's Swiss. <laughs> yeah, so they're definitely not bringing him. <laughs> <laughs> Your boy Delaney, he's a good player in midfield as well. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Thomas Delaney. actually seen there in the Nation League, Denmark beat France 2-0 yeah. in September. Yeah. What was their 11 like that day? Just as you said, Schmeichel, Christensen, your boy Anderson. Joachim Anderson, oh, yeah. He's good there, and then Delaney, Yorkson, Hoiberg, Damsgaard, Doyleberg, Olsen. Like Damsgaard, again, look, I know he, he he's hasn't... Been for he's been perfect for Brentford, and he's still trying to settle into the Premier League, but, but, but what, you, what you've seen... He was yeah, last year. He was fantastic in the Euros. That, that free kick against England. Special, yeah. special. So, yeah, look, it's, a, it's an interesting group. As for Australia and Tunisia, what do we think about them? What do we think about their chances? Are they just... I don't know, Australia always perform well at the World Cup. Mm. Yeah. And in regards to Tunisia, just as best United fan, I'm looking forward to seeing Hannibal Esprit. Yeah. 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 See what um, he does. The thing about the Aussies is they just about made it through this World Cup. Mm-hmm. Like It was looking for the life like at the end of the Asian qualifying that they were dead and buried. They managed to beat, uh, I think it was the UAE yes. to uh, get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then obviously they went and beat Peru on penalties. Yeah. And Peru's not a bad outfit. But I just feel this is probably one of the, the weaker Australian sides that's been going to the World Cup. Yeah. Like in 2014, they had Tim Cahill and they had a really good team in 2014. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I just feel it's a wee bit weaker. Now they're starting, there's a lot more Australian players in Europe now. It's not just the boys in the A League, it's uh, uh, Alexa Hurstick, he's at Verona now. Yes, good uh, player. He was at Frankfurt last year. He's a good player. So, Riley McGree. Riley McGree. Riley McGree, yeah. Oh. Only exclusively scores World yeah. He does, yeah. Um, the likes of Aaron May, we know he's been. He was in China. He's at Celtic now. He was, but see when he was playing for Huddersfield. Uh, Huddersfield, really fantastic. Oh, he was on there. Fantastic. Look, he's, he came from Man City's academy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, you don't play for Man City's academy if there's not some sort of football ability there. Mm-hmm. So, hey, it's a top top player, top top player. 
They are look. I, I always think as you say, Owen, the Aussies always seem to just perform well in a World mm-hmm. Cup for whatever reason, and they always bring a mass amount of fans out with them. So yeah, especially when it's not that far away from, from Australia. From Australia. Yeah, in terms of everything else, is very far away from Australia. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, the Aussies could could throw up a surprise. I think they're quite like the Arabians. Like, I know there is more. Aussie players playing in Europe at the minute but a lot of that Aussie team are still playing in Australia in the A-League so yeah. they are all kind of tight knit and close together yeah. do you know what I mean well uh, they have some decent players like that is it a good win you call the fella he was their, their league's yeah. player of the season last he's year he's a footballer like, he's, he's decent like, mm-hmm. he's a really decent footballer and Australian uh, football players have a bit of a chip on their shoulder about how football is treated in Australia yeah it kind of it's the bottom of the barrel in yeah. Australia. Like I've been reading stuff and things about fans in the A League and how they're treated mm. compared to fans with Aussie Rules games. Yes. So there's almost this chip in the shoulder that for Australian footballers to show the Australian people what they can do, yeah. which can work in their advantage here. I just, I just don't see them beating out France mm. or Denmark for a qualifying place in that group. Yeah. As simple as that. If they had got a wee bit more lucky of the draw. They could have snuck second place, but I just can't see it. You just can't. It's just hard to look at them at the minute. All right, then, by Group E. Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, Japan. Now, this group is tough. It's difficult because mm-hmm. Spain are not the same Spain side no. from 10 years ago. Like you said, Owen, Germany are sort of coming towards the end of a, of a cycle. Yeah. But... Germany do have a few mm-hmm. youngsters they're that are starting, going. They're starting. They're starting. Begin, they're yep. at the end of their old cycle and starting to begin the new cycle. Now we're into the rebuild phase. Might come a wee bit early for this Germany team. Yeah, Costa Rica. They have a few decent, few decent players. Remember, and Japan. Remember what they've done in Brazil. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And Japan's a good side. Japan are a good side. Mm-hmm, they have yeah. some. They have some good footballers. So, how are we taking that then, Connor? What do you think about that group then? I think Spain. Because I think they're a very strong team, very young team. I thought at the Euros they were very unlucky as well. They lost to Italy on penalties. Yes, yeah. I thought they were a the far stronger team. Pedri, Gavi in midfield. The question would be the goals. I know Morata probably start uh, at the back as well. It's kind of do you know what? See some of the players they didn't bring, like the Ramos, and I know they didn't bring Thiago, but and De Gea obviously we talked about that. But uh, I think Spain will win this group, and I think. It's Japan as well, as you boy said, at the 2018 World Cup, they got the last 16. Yeah. They were actually very unlucky against Belgium. They were 2-0 up. Yeah. See the few late goals they went for it. Like, uh, with Costa Rica as well. I remember in 14, they were very good as well. Obviously, they still have um, Ruiz. Brian Ruiz. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. Joe 37. Joe Campbell there as well. Joe Obviously, Campbell's still there, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, Keeler and Alba. Oh, Joe Campbell's only 30. No, he's not. I lad. swear, he's he 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 <laughs> just been yeah. Arsenal for years, but uh, G- or Navas and Nets as well. Mm-hmm. But I think the European teams, I think Spain and Germany. That's the best thing about a World Cup. Like nobody knew about Keylor Navas before the World Cup. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then he was yeah. snapped up by Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about yeah, the World Cup the as well. About it, like, so yeah. easy just to go right. We'll just go with the European teams because maybe we see more of them. Yeah. But I remember Costa Rica 2014. They were in a group of like. It was it England, Italy, and Uruguay. Italy and Uruguay, and no one gave them a chance. Yeah, and they topped it. And they topped it. Mm-hmm. Like that was just crazy. So you just don't know. I know that's it. Um, just what you said about Spain and Morata there. I don't think Spain and Germany have that established number nine. No, at this don't. World Cup, well, like, Germany are missing Werner as well. Yeah, yeah Germany's sure. missing Werner. It looks like they're relying on that seventeen-year-old Makoko, who I think is phenomenal, by the way, mm-hmm. and Adiemi. I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to struggle in that group well, by all means. Havertz might start up top for 
Yeah, Germany could. And Havertz yeah. has not been playing well this season. Havertz isn't better than Adeyemi or Makoku. I think Connor, you mm. said in the last podcast about Havertz. And no, Connor's not a fan. He was impressed. No, it's not a fan. I would agree with Connor there. I, <laughs> I have been impressed either. He's yeah. not good. How much did he get? 70 million. He was very good at uh, Leverkusen. At Leverkusen. Yeah. But like... I mean, number one, the guy's not a striker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, he never has been a striker. Mm-hmm. If you think through the German teams of old, they've had a Marisov Klose, a Voller. They've had these the big, the big target names. number nine yeah. who's going to bag you goals, and I don't seem to have it this World Cup. Yeah, they probably end up depending on boys like Muller. Yeah, yeah, could be put into the. Oh, Muller, Muller's yeah. unreal, and we all know that yeah. there. But he's thirty-three now, and it's. Yeah, he's still a top player. Rallel on youth, though. It's not. It's not always the worst yeah. thing. Like I no, do think this not. young fella Makoko could surprise a lot of us. And yeah, he could. Look, I've I've, I had a contract I've, the end I've of the season. watched YouTube. Have put up quite a few of the Bundesliga games this mm, year yeah. for free for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And I've watched I've watched Dortmund three or four times this year, and I can tell you this, boys. Adeyemi and Makoku are very two very exciting talents, yeah. very promising. Yeah. The thing I like about them is I said it about Garnacho and and um, Wednesday's podcast. Mm-hmm. They just put the head down and they drive, drive it, man. man. Yeah. yeah, There's no fear in them. Yeah. Adeyemi is probably the more direct direct out yeah. of the two, with Makoku being the better finisher. But at 17 and 19, mm-hmm. these guys are looking like the real deal. What about, uh, do you think Royce will be a big miss then? Is he voice Dortmund? It's unfortunate. He's never went to a major tournament. I oh, know, he's, he's he's one of these, what could have been. Yeah. yeah. And it's horrible, and I love Rice the bits. Like you do. every Dortmund jersey I've ever owned, it's <laughs> Rice on the back. Like I love Rice, but look, I think Rice will always be remembered as a top top player because of what he did in the Champions League and just some of those standout performances. Mm. Like I, I remember when he scored the hat trick against Bayern, and yeah. you were just like, "Whoa, mm-hmm. yeah. what a player! What a player!" But look, he's a bit older now. And he's more susceptible to picking up wee sort of niggly injuries, but I have to say, like you know, I think Germany's still strong enough without well, without Rice. A, a name we haven't mentioned for the Germans is Musiala. Yeah, that's right. He's got performing well he's this had year. Nine goals and six assists for Bayern in the Bundesliga this year. Mm-hmm. He's crazy. Good. Like England letting him go was crazy. crazy. Criminal. Now, Twenty-two goals all competitions. Now, or goals and assists. Have recently what England's done to Ireland. You're kind of a wee bit. Ha! Now you know how it feels. Yes. yes. He could. He could. Tear this World Cup apart like could. this could be his his stage. He's definitely one to watch. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely talk about more about him later on. What about Japan? Oh, being uh, a Celtic fan. Uh, being a Celtic fan, Celtic have four Japanese players in their team, and obviously Gucci wasn't going to go because he's played about three minutes for Celtic. Mm-hmm. But out of the three main Japanese players in the Celtic team, Diaz and Mieta was the last one I would have picked. Yeah. Now I know he's very established for Japan, but I just can't understand. How Kyogo and Rio Hatate aren't going to this World Cup? Yeah. I don't get it either, yeah, especially sense. considering they've played Champions League football. Yeah, yeah. like Kyogo was poor in the Champions League, but Hatate Hatate has been standing. Hatate was making game. passes that if Modric or Cruz or somebody made these passes, you'd be putting them on repeat. Mm-hmm. Yes. So obviously Japan have some midfield. If Rio Hatate not going, and it's good way to think about it. <laughs> but Japan still do have some great footballers. The likes of Kamada at Frankfurt. Yeah. And um, Kubu is now at uh, Sociedad. And mm-hmm. um, like he was part of Barcelona's youth academy. Mm-hmm. Like he's one of Japan's big hopes. Minamino, I know it didn't work out for him at Liverpool. But he's still but good footballer. He's, yeah, he's, he's, yeah. Ma- he's Monaco now, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Japan always are one to keep your eye on in the World Cup. Look, you've got established boys there like Tommy Asu as well. Yeah. You know, serious, serious footballer. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I, look, I think Japan's... Yoshida. Yoshida too. Mm-hmm. If, right? if the save. Germans or the Spanish take their eye off 
the ball for one second in that group, the Japanese will nip it and take oh, the place. Yeah. I think Germany might be the one that you'd have to keep an eye on. They might take the eye off the ball because they've had a poor nation's league, but I still think they'll get second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spain topping it. All right, I then, boys. Uh, no, sorry, go on ahead, Aaron. Go I was ahead. just going to say, I, I have Germany topping it, I do think. Do you think Germany? Germany have learned their lessons from the last Euros, and I think they'll be a good outfit this a good outfit. I think yeah. they'll go deep. All right, then, boys, Group F. Now, again, this one could be a bit tougher, you know. We have mm-hmm. Belgium, Canada, Croatia, and Morocco, who I would say you have four good sides there. Yeah. yeah. Now, would Belgium be the standout in that group? Probably. You would say the Belgians, yeah, wouldn't I think you? So, yeah. Are Belgium still the number one team in the world? No. Who is now? I, I don't think they are. I think they are again, because Belgium yeah, always are. win qualifying and always get yeah. late in tournaments. Uh, Obviously, dominate qualifying. Get late in tournaments mm-hmm. and struggle. Just but their golden generation has not performed to what they would have wanted. Yeah, like that. that the talent that Belgian team has had, the likes of the brain, uh, Lukaku, Lukaku, no, Hazard. They're just sorry to cut in front of you. They're not. It's Brazil's the number one. Brazil's in the world. Number one. Number where's, one. where's Belgium? Now? Belgium are second. Belgium are second. So yeah. your your top five is Brazil, Belgium, Argentina, France, and England. Mm-hmm. That's your top five. Even still, Belgium are still second. Yeah. The like the, the best goalkeeper in the world. He yeah. single handedly won Real Madrid the Champions League final yeah, last year. He did. Like Vertonghen is is an old head, but he's got that experience. Yeah. There still are strong side. It's just do they have the mental capacity to go and win a World Cup? Yeah. I don't think they do, and they've shown in the past that they do have the talent, mm-hmm. but they haven't been able to do it. Yeah. Well, I I, I think Belgium's going to top it. I'd be very very surprised if Croatia is in second. Um, again just a well knit team and obviously we've seen the last World Cup getting all the way to the final which nobody expected nope. um, and Luka Modric is just ridiculous just Oren I think the Croats though the one thing they're missing again is a world class number 9 yeah no Mandzukic anymore mm-hmm. it's who do they look to for the goals? You know, somebody who's actually been a serious performer in European competition over the last few years, Mislav Orsic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I actually thought he would have got a move to Europe by now, to be yeah. honest, because um, he has been crazy good for the last three or four years. Yeah. But um, I just don't... The only thing I would say about Croatia is I just don't know where the goals are coming from. Yeah, I'm a wee bit surprised, and it pains me to say, that Croatia didn't take a bit of a gamble on Cholak from Rangers. Really? Mm-hmm. He's the top scorer in Scotland this year, and he was scoring in Europe for them. In uh, he got the, he scored the goals in the Champions League qualifying. Mm-hmm. So I'm a wee bit surprised they didn't take a punt on him. Yeah, like they took a punt on Barisic from Rangers, yeah. who has been underperformed the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. If any of the two creations from Rangers was to go, I would have put my money on money on Cholak. On Cholak, yeah. Who have they got up front? Cromerich. See uh, creation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cromerich yeah. is one of them. But again, Cromerich is one of those guys where you know he's decent in his league, Aye. but he's not that. He's not really, you know, your 20-goal-a-season striker right. as such. So I just don't really know where the goals come from from Croatia. Whereas if we look at the surprise package in that group, as you said, Owen, topping top the CONCACAF, Canada, Jonathan David. Yeah, great Serious player. He has been outrageous in Liga in this season. Serious striker. Yeah, he's, I think he ha- he's played 15 games this season and he scored nine goals in his three assists in Liga. That's crazy. Serious, serious striker. Yeah. Somebody's going to go in for him in the in the summer. Uh, the yeah. I'm, su- I, I'm surprised they didn't go in for him after Lille won the league. Yeah. yeah. Well, Fabrizio says he's leaving. Yeah. yeah. I do think Canada, though, will have a very good chance here. Yeah, they're, they're a good side. Mm-hmm. As you're saying, Croatia, the striker, 
haven't got it and they're aging as well they're still playing boys like Lovren centre back mm-hmm. uh, and then Belgium they're I've seen their combined age their centre backs 68 so I know they have a top one wow. of the best keepers in the world Yeah, but I do think I, that Belgium side I think they've missed their opportunity they had their their chances uh, 2018 was their major one as they were unlucky against Brazil but yep. I do think Canada could be the surprise package in this group and could get through first World Cup as well for them so they're going to be up for it yep. yeah. they're there to make history yep. Yep. and they're hoping to make more history than just being there absolutely Like I think this is the group that when you get to the third match day it's going to be one of these groups where in the 20th minute somebody's on top yeah. and then somebody scores and then who's on <laughs> yeah. top somebody else is everybody has fourth and whoever yeah. was the third now is top I think it could be like one of those groups Everybody has a chance. Yeah. And unfortunately for the Moroccans, they got a massive injury blow there over the weekend. Amin Harat got injured playing for um, Marseille over the weekend. Again, he has just been one of those players this season that's putting mm-hmm. up ridiculous numbers. And he will be a massive miss for, for Morocco at the World Cup, especially with an underperformance EAC. Yeah. But the Moroccans do have one of Europe's most touted, best youngsters, currently playing at PSG, Ashraf Hakimi. Yeah. He has been fantastic for the last three mm-hmm. or four years. What, what do we make of Hakimi, boys? You're I don't know. He's a right back. Like I don't know how much he's going to offer going forward. Like saying that Alfonso Davies yeah. is always an attacking threat for Canada when he plays. But yeah. I don't know. I think Hakimi's stats for PSG though are ridiculous. Like his goals and his assists are. Yeah. They're up there. Like oh, lad, he, uh, genuinely, at one point last season, he was scoring a goal every two yeah. games. He has yeah. three goals, three assists, and fourteen appearances. So yeah. just under a goal involvement every two games for, P- for a stacked PSG team. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, I'm not doubting his quality. I just. I, know, can, I, can, I can't see him I, being the man. Like we were yeah. talking about Lewandowski for Poland. I can't see him being the man to drag Morocco. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. A right back out of that group str- will struggle. The- uh, stamp yeah. that in yes it's a bit like uh, when Austria Oliver yes. Austria yeah. kind of like they moved him into midfield because they needed needed him more yeah. so as you say right back yeah but well, see is. that's the thing you know maybe as it goes deeper in the group maybe Hakimi gets pushed up a bit further yeah. mm-hmm. he can't Winger. play yeah. up, uh, further up the field mm-hmm. you know? if you're looking at a man 24 years of age has played for Real Madrid uh, Dortmund Dortmund Inter Milan, Inter, Inter Milan and PSG. PSG like if you're a returning footballer and that's your CV, you're thinking, God, I had a serious career. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's going to be cheaper Moting in a, in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> He's had some career. Bayern Munich, PSG, PSG Stoke. Stoke City. <laughs> don't, don't worry about Chupa Moting, I'll be talking about him. <laughs> All right then, lads. So on the uh, Group G, um, here we have Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland and Cameroon. So look, obvious, obviously the standout in that group is Brazil. They should top it, no problem. Favourites, yeah. Number one ranked team in the world. But I think this is the tightest group for second place. We have oh, three oh, absolutely fantastic sides yeah. here. We have the Serbians, the Swiss and Cameroon. What do we make of that group, boys? Who's, who's going to go through in second? See, I can change my mind on this. <laughs> I've had every, every team in second yeah. throughout this thing. And I'm looking at the thing on my sheet and I'm changing my mind again. <laughs> I'm a sheet of Cameroon in second, but I'm going to give it to Serbia. The Serbs. I, yeah. Serbia have some serious talent. They topped the, their qualifying group with Ireland and Portugal in it. Not that Ireland's much of a threat these days. <laughs> um, but if you look at the players Serbia have, they have the likes of Tadic, Mitrovic, uh, Valalic, I doubt he butchered the same. He plays, <laughs> <Valovic>. <laughs> yeah, he plays for Juventus. Like, they have a serious, serious team in there. Like, and... Malenka Vrsavic from Lazio yeah. as well. Very they have player. a really good outfit. The Serbs, the Cameroon uh, had a really good off in Cup of Nations. They were the hosts, uh, finished third, I think it was, in the end up. 
Um, but they have some really high quality players as well. Like who you open? Like Eric Chuba Moting. <laughs> I just laugh at Chuba Moting. But uh, this season, he has been playing for, obviously, Bayern, because yeah. he has the world's greatest agent. Yeah. <laughs> He's um, playing well for them, though. He, is, he has played well for them. Yeah. Uh, I have the stats here. See so his goal, Champions League, unbelievable. Uh, He's put uh, up in, numbers. Like. In the Bundesliga, he's played 10 games. Mm-hmm. he's six goals and two assists in those Whoa. 10 games <laughs> yeah. like, did you not see he's been linked to United he yeah. has been linked to United uh, take him no ball <laughs> like, Dear Blaze Ronaldo it, it's a bit of a joke it's, <laughs> Ronaldo get ahead Chuba Moting yes please <laughs> it's a bit of a joke about Chuba Moting getting these moves to these big clubs and everybody's thinking what the hell is going on but he's backing it up by scoring goals yeah, I know. he's a bit like an Origi type character yeah. you know like he's one of those ones that you do look at and you're like, how oh, is he playing at the top level? Like, but it's as you say, when like the stats, the stats show that obviously he, he can back it up because he is scoring the goals. Now the Swiss, very good in the Euros. Yes, unlucky. They were very unlucky. Now, Starman, Granit Xhaka, he's yeah. looking fantastic for Arsenal oh, this sure. season. Yeah. They are just a well-coached, well-drilled side. You have to say, Ralph Ranić, um, Ralph Ranić. What am I talking about? He's sorry, yeah, He's that's Austrian. silly. Sorry, <laughs> didn't mean to say that. Um, the Swiss are just extremely well-coached. They. What do we think realistically their chances are? I think they could go through no problem. Yeah, yeah. wasn't yeah. it Switzerland put out France? They put out France. France. Yeah, 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 they put out. Yeah, they put like three one down, came back. Yeah, the even against Jacka yeah. came off the weekend. There, mm-hmm. what's his injury like? I think it was illness. Illness, yeah, yeah. And I sick. think it could be one of them things it's that was said at the yeah. start. It's yeah, it's just precautionary. But, but like, yeah. even against Spain, Switzerland were very good. They were looking to get penalties, and Shaka yeah. was suspended for that game as well. Mm-hmm. So he was a huge miss. So and the Lexus Fervich up top, who's been great for Benfica the last couple of years. Yeah, he has mm-hmm. been very good. Um, and Bodo, as you mentioned earlier, yeah. Jan Sommer and that. Jan Sommer, Jan Sommer, unbelievable player too. Yeah. Um, even Zakaria, Zakaria. Like yeah. he hasn't played much for Chelsea, but. Well, when he has played, he scored. We know what he can do. And he scored when he played. As Connor said, this is the most open group for that second Mm -hmm. place spot. Has to be. Has to be. I think it's a must-watch group. I think it is too. And I wouldn't be shocked if one of those three teams nips something against Brazil. Really? I wouldn't be shocked. Like I know the talent Brazil have, Mm -hmm. um, but these are teams that can shut down that sort of talent. And they know it. Like the likes of Serbia... They know what they have. They're big. They're strong team. They've created. They've created flash and likes of Tadic and they've goal scorers who will, if they only get two chances a game, will take those two chances. Mm-hmm. So I think Lex is the type of team that could shut Brazil down, shut up shop, and take those chances when they come for them. Yeah, they could do. I think Serbia are serious dark horses. Like, they're yeah, they could such be, yeah. an attacking threat. As I was saying, there's goal scoring. They've Vlasovic and Mitrovic and what's yeah. it, Kostic. Uh, Switzerland will it's such a tight group that's the crazy thing it's yeah. like Brazil will I think Brazil obviously one of the favourites but yeah. as Owen said as well I think they will draw points but why do you think Brazil are one of the favourites what makes Brazil in this World They'll Cup have, different to the last World Cup uh, Just, w- one player one player Vinicius and, Junior don't get me wrong Neymar. Vinicius is top but yeah. Neymar yeah, Neymar. Yeah. Plain and simple. This yeah. season for Neymar has been absolutely ridiculous. Well, Neymar knows this is his last chance. It's, yeah. This is his last chance and alone for Neymar. Yeah. Yeah. In Brazil, it doesn't matter what you've done at club level. It doesn't matter how many Champions League you win. It doesn't matter even if you've won 17 Copa Americas. Yeah. All that matters is have you won a World Cup. Yeah. And Neymar knows if he wants to solidify his legacy in Brazil. He wants to be other than the same breath as Pele yeah. and Ronaldinho he, and mm-hmm. boys like that. He needs to lift that trophy. Yeah, yeah. And he, he's disrespected so much now more. 
But like, if you looked at him on paper, like stats wise, well, like, I have a stats up here. He's one of the best like. this season alone, right? So last season, 2021-2022, Neymar played 22 goals. Um, actually had a per season by his regards last year, but he had um, 22 appearances, 13 goals, and six assists in in the league on last season. You wouldn't say that's a great return for Neymar. However, this season he has just turned it on. He has played 14 games. He has 11 goals and 9 assists yeah. already this Ridiculous. season. We have 20 goal contributions in 14 matches there. Yeah. Neymar is looking scary good. It's yeah. just he needs to stay fit. That's Can't it. Be getting injured. That's, that's As you said, how many games did he played last year? Like 22? 22. Like that's not enough for him. It's not enough for Neymar. And like. he misses so many games mm-hmm. every year. Even at that 2014 World Cup he got yeah. injured. He was unlucky. But I think Brazil have a really good balance this time around. Yeah. They have that steel of the legs of Casemiro and yeah. Fabinho. Do you think their backline though? I'm afraid. Their backline, I think, is very. <laughs> their backline is a bit. They have one of the best. Allison's obviously one of the best goalkeepers in the world. Yeah. But I think their backline is is Thiago Silva, Marquinhos, good player. They're, um, they're thinking Adam Alex yeah. Tellez maybe at left back. Baller. Danilo right back. Do you think? Oh, <laughs> Tellez, Tellez, and Danilo have both been unrealistic. I just thought yeah. Tellez was just disappointed at United. So. Yeah, he's, but he was disappointed at United, but he's doing it for Sevilla this yeah. season. Yeah. And Danilo has, if you if you talk to Juventus fans and listen to them on social media, Danilo has been their best player this yeah. season. I think Casemiro was going to be vital though yeah. to yeah. protect that backline. Yeah. Yeah. But look, they have talent there. Again, look, I know a player who hasn't really kicked on at West Ham as of yet, but, you know, guys like Paqueta and stuff yeah, are yeah, in right. and around the fringes there. You know, you have Anthony as well, Rodrigo. Mm-hmm. Who are they know, going to start up to? Danny Alves. Richarlison. Are they going to start Richarlison? They're going to start Richarlison. Yeah. It'll be Richarlison. Yeah, he yeah. starts for them. I was just thinking, like, Gabriel Jesus would be well, unbelievable that team. The one man I would, if I was the Brazil manager, would start isn't there. Roberto Firmino. Roberto Firmino. Roberto yeah. Firmino. Oh, Firmino yeah. was unlucky. Look, they they just their attack, their wealth of attacking options yeah, is yeah. just like, crazy. They don't. We know we talked about Germany not maybe not having that big man number nine striker. Brazilians don't need that. Yeah. No. When they have Neymar, Vinicius, no, yeah, like you don't need no. that big. But man that's what we're saying. Like themselves. Firmino and like Gabriel Jesus, they'd be better. Like holding, holding up the ball, ball. Yeah, getting yeah. boys involved, be selfless, more, be more of a facilitator, yeah, facilitator. Yeah, and they have like Vinicius Junior, Neymar, players yeah. that can get. I can, can run off yeah. those players then, yeah. Look, Brazil can go anywhere with it, really. They're just that talented. And finally then, boys, the last group. Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay and South Korea. Again, a few decent sides in this group. Um, you would probably say the, the Portugal would sort of have to be the standouts in that group. Yeah. I know they were maybe, they were poor at times in qualifying and they come under a lot of criticism, especially, you know, Fernand Sanch doesn't play the most, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't play the most attractive football on the planet. Yeah, no. Um, but sometimes, you know, you just got to go bold and... You do have to go bold. And Portugal, look, they have some standout talents. Yeah, we yeah, all know that. Look, notable players, obviously. Cristiano Ronaldo. Who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bruno Fernandes, Jepelinha. Um, Mensch <laughs> at, at the left back. Um, some good, good footballers. Jai Cancelo, Ruben yeah. Diaz. Look, they're they're a great side. You probably have to put Portugal top of the group there, realistically, yeah. boys, don't you? Yeah. The only thing is, Portugal have struggled in groups prior to yeah. this. Like even at the Euros when they won it, the true every they seem, game. They seem to be st- yeah. poor in the group stage. If they can get out of the group stage, they could maybe push um, on, kind of thing. San- Sanchez nearly has them set up to be a cup team. Yeah. Which is all well and great if you get out of your group. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. But it's no good being able to take teams to penalties yeah. when there is no penalties. In a, in a group stage, yeah. But as you said, they do still seem, they do have that talent. Bernardo Silva, Bruno Fernandes, 
your best mate at the minute, Cristiano up top, <laughs> yeah. will get you goals and, and like give you chances. Yeah. So they will still have that creativity to get through to the knockout stages. I do think they'll top it, but I don't think it's a black and white. Yeah. I think this is one of the, the, the most wide open groups in terms of where everybody could finish. Could finish, yeah. Because Uruguay have some really talented... Like, Uruguay have to have one of the best midfields at the World Cup. Oh, Benton Kerr, Fede Valverde. Like, Serious. Um, the thing about Portugal is they are the reigning European champions, but there's a lot of uncomfortableness in that dressing room now because of that no, Ronaldo no. interview. At least, at least we're in. The oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I meant they, they, won, they won the Euros. So, yeah. <laughs> they're the real and proper European <laughs> champions <laughs> the proper heroes <laughs> you know what I meant <laughs> um, but there's a bit of you seen that Ronaldo and Bruno exchange Yeah, is there something the coming into that dressing room uh, I don't know I, I would say so I would say so but I seen Joe Mario said earlier obviously Joe Mario was in the Portuguese squad as well he said that Ronaldo because Bruno was one of the last ones there or something he said Ronaldo said to Bruno oh did you come here by boat or something and that's why Bruno looked at him funny, but who knows? Like, uh, could, they could just be saying that to see a face, yeah, really. Yeah, exactly. But look, I know what my captain does. All right, he doesn't throw his teammates under the bus. No, he, so even the picture he kicks with police in Greece. That's what he does. The captain of Manchester United. Well, sorry, I mean my my personal <laughs> captain, then, Bruno. I know what my captain does, and I know why he looked at Ronaldo funny. He yeah. said, "You know what, Ronaldo? Even the way on, man. <laughs> the picture with Dallo as well was a bit." <laughs> Look at me, I am the captain now. Yeah, yeah. picture with Dallo was right, Connor Dorman. Yeah, it was a bit awkward. Like. Yeah, Dallo didn't look like he wanted to be there. I'm telling you, lots of players in an awkward position, though. Mm. Like, 100%, especially ones yeah. that United. Look, I'm telling yeah. you, I, like, they can say what they want about that exchange between Bruno and Ronaldo. I know fine rightly, and nobody, uh, no, none of our listeners are stupid, and they know fine rightly too. That was not just, oh, you, you, how'd you get here by yeah. boat? No, oh, it wasn't. No. Yeah. It was something to do with, with the interview. Yeah. And I'd say Bruno's told them, keep your mouth shut. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Bruno was like a run through on goal he has Ronaldo in front of him pass it back to Rafael Leal <laughs> well that, that would that, that, uh, to be funny. fair that would just that would sum up for Nan Sanchez's style of football <laughs> just, just to be honest Rui Patricio was the man there yeah. Yeah. recycled <laughs> so yeah Portugal I think we're, we're all looking at thinking they're going to top the group but as for the other teams in the group then boys obviously we have Uruguay Ghana South Korea there's, th- this group has the potential with with the number of superstars in it. The guys mm-hmm. can really show their show their stuff. You know, we've Hyunmin Son, mm-hmm. South Korea. Again, look, I know he's not been firing this season, but Son is still the injury all, as yeah. well. Will he and the, and the injury will it be all right after yeah. that? But look, he's still a world class player, and you expect him to kick on in that group. And for the Uruguayans, then yes, they have Luis Suarez. Yes, they have Addison Cavani. But they also have Darwin Nunes. And he's picked up form at the right time. Yes. Heading into the World Cup. He's looking picked good. Picked up confidence. Picked up a bit of confidence. What do we think then, lads? Who who realistically is gonna gonna slip into second in that group then? I think it, you can't look past Uruguay. Yeah. I think Uruguay will actually top the group. Oh really? I, really? I wouldn't be shocked Ooh. at that. Yeah. Especially when we were talking about the wee bit of possible uh, discourse in that Portuguese uh, dress, yeah. dressing room. Um Uruguay could sneak in there. Yeah. yeah. But as you mentioned, it's they have a really strong midfield. Players who've been there, of the likes of Godin's being called back up. Yep. Maybe even just more as a, as was mentioned earlier on, it's a twenty six man squad now. Mm-hmm. Yes. You can afford yeah. to take some a man like that who's ahead around the dressing Experience. room. Yes. Um, Suarez has been there, done that. Yep. There's one game in this group I'm really looking forward to watching. I know what it is. That's Ghana and Uruguay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I really want to see oh, the yeah. reaction to that gallon. Yes, yeah. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. What, what sort of reception? <laughs> if there's any Ghanaians in that stadium, what sort of reception yeah. is that yeah. man going to get? Because I, 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 I don't think he, I don't think he'd be a very popular figure. No, no. I don't think so too. All right, then, lads. Going to move on then to the next section here. And this next section is going to fall under the category of number one, notable omissions. We're going to talk about guys who weren't selected by their managers, not because they were injured, but because their managers didn't think they were good enough. We're going to talk through them. We also then have the injury list. Again, unfortunate that these guys picked up injuries. And then the 10 best players who are not going to Qatar. And again, this is just because our country didn't qualify for the World Cup. So, our notable omissions then, first of all, I'll run through the names and you guys can tell me some of those the standout notable omissions. Tammy Abraham, Tiago Alcantara, David De Gea, Ryan Gravenberg, Roberto Firmino, Mats Hummels, Gabriel at Arsenal, Furlon Mende, Sergio Ramos, Jadon Sancho, Fakao Tomori, Jonathan Klaus, Ivan Tony, Alejandro Garnacho, Sven Botman, Ante Rebic, Jared Moreno, Angel Correa and Luca Dean. Some big names there, Some like, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I tell you, you could make a team out of that 11 that could win you the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I noticed you said uh, Mendy there from Real Madrid. Yes. I can kind of understand his omission because France are so stacked in that back line. Yeah. And I obviously I'm, I don't follow Real Madrid that much, but I don't think he's been outstanding this season. So I can kind of understand an omission like that. But see somebody like Renato San- Sanchez from Portugal? How that was a weird one. How yeah. do you leave Renato Sanchez at home? Yeah, yeah. Renato Sanchez should be in that squad. Like right? when Portugal won the Euros two tournaments ago, <laughs> <laughs> he he was their young player at a tournament. Yeah, he went to Bayern Munich. It didn't work out for him. But he's he's playing for a PSG team now, yeah. and he's playing solidly for PSG. Well, you'd say he offers something different to what mm-hmm. other midfielders at Portugal would offer. Yeah, he definitely does. Um, obviously, if likes a Joe Plinho in Portugal now yeah. who I think is unreal yeah. mm-hmm. and I, I think he's class but I just don't understand how you don't start Renato Sanchez beside Paulinho say yeah never mind don't bring him yeah. Yeah. that just doesn't make Especially sense to me track, at all his track record in previous tournaments has been yeah. very good like, well look he's just he's, he's a good player there's yeah. a reason why he went to Bayern at was it 16, 17 he signed for Bayern? Something like that. Something like, like that, wasn't no it? no age when Portugal won that Euros. Like, he, he, he's a serious talent and, and to leave him at home is silly. Now, look, I'm going to focus in on one name and we've talked about him on the podcast for the last couple of weeks. Ivan Tony. Yeah. yeah. Now, we, we gave out a few stats on Wednesday's podcast regarding Tony, so I'll not go back into it. Mm-hmm. Listen to Wednesday's episode. <laughs> If, if, if you hadn't already. Um, Sort the plug. <laughs> <laughs> Look, what do we think about Tony, boys? Is it is it silly that he's been left at home, do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about it. Do you think those accusations would have had anything to do with it? I think it might have. I think it might have. I'm not too sure about that. Well, look, whether it did or not, Southgate hasn't backed up. No. Has he ever played for England? Well, he was called up to the last squad, but he squad. never he didn't, never play. didn't make a no. move. I don't know. It can't be a performance thing. No. no. Because he, he's performing. As you say, I what was it? Third, uh, you give him player of the week and he's, he's, he's the third, third top goal scorer in the Premier League. league this season. So it can't be performance. We know that Gareth Southgate just has his favourite players. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. if he didn't, there would be no reason for Harry Maguire to be called up. No. There would be no reason for Calvin Phillips to be called up. Mm-hmm. No. So it could be as simple as that. But that's Aye. the thing as well. Is like Southgate was like all week call up players on form and then he said Abraham wasn't in form yeah. and he doesn't call up Tony it yeah. just doesn't make any sense to Jose me Jose wasn't very happy yeah, about that Jose like even happy. against uh, Man City who are one of the best teams in Europe 
the other day. He was unbelievable. Yeah, he was fantastic. Hold up play. He's getting others involved. He can score a goal, get in the box. Yeah. You know, he can take a penalty if they go to the penalties he's or whatever. He's good. He's strong in the air. He yeah. break ball down. Real yeah, threat. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me if he changed. Countries. I don't think like no. It makes sense, or he wouldn't probably start. Yeah. But he'd be such a threat off the bench, off the bench. Yeah, and be. even on penalties, mm-hmm. like he can take penalties. Exactly. Well, look, I'm not going to swear from my view from a couple of weeks ago. I do think all round as a footballer, I think Callum Wilson's a better footballer than yeah. than Tony. To mm. be honest, yeah. I think to me personally, you know. I feel like Wilson has just this innate ability to always be in the right place at the right time. It's yeah, really yeah. weird. If you watch him for Newcastle, the amount of chances he gets in a game from just standing in the correct position. And I think that's an ability you can't teach a striker. Mm-hmm. No. That, that just comes naturally. So I think as a natural striker, I prefer Wilson to Tony, but I can't understand how in form, Tony, especially in a 26-man squad, yeah. how does Tony not go? Yeah. Tony's s- lucky too because... If that City game happened the week before, there's no way he couldn't have picked no, him. No, unless it was due to I don't know other things. I'd say he's had that squad picked for at least two weeks. Do you reckon? I don't yeah. know because Wilson, um, he's only came back in there. Like he's been injured a bit too. I, I know, know he's an unbelievable no. player. He scores goals. The thing, finisher. The thing about Wilson, he's offers something different to Kane. Yeah, he's a wee bit yeah. sharper. He's a bit quicker. Yeah, he can get in behind. Whereas yeah. Harry Kane wants the ball to fight. Yeah. Wants to move it quick. Incredible passer. And yeah. to- Tony's Tony's like that too. Yeah, yeah, Tony can get in behind. So he must have thought, I'm only going to take one of them. One of them, um, yeah. And in his opinion... Kean's more preferable. Wilson to, was the guy to yeah. take. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, Kean and Tony, they are quite similar. They're, they do sort of do the same kind of things. Yeah. Tony yeah. likes to drop in a lot for Brentford as well. And maybe it did just come down to, look, mm-hmm. I'm not leaving Harry yeah. at home realistically. But, but say, well, there's no got injured. He's starting. If yeah. Kean got injured, how... like? What more of a perfect replacement do you want than Ivan Tony? Uh, than Ivan yeah, Tony, exactly. And does Ivan Tony drop back a wee bit for Brantford more out of necessity because they don't have as much of the ball? Yeah. Yeah. He wants to get involved a wee bit more. Yeah, definitely. So if he was in a team that dominates possession a wee bit more, would he be a wee bit more get in behind? Get in behind and run the channels. And run the channels. And, yeah, absolutely. Look, another name I'm going to focus in on here. I, I find this absolutely criminal. How is Sergio Ramos not going to the World Cup? Like, how does Spain go to the World Cup without taking? Their captain. Yeah, Sergio yeah. Ramos. Like, like how? How does that happen? The only thing I can say about it are Spain are trying to t- turn over a new leaf. Maybe. Like, I noticed the only player from Spain's golden generation is Busquets. He's yeah. gone. So maybe Spain are trying to uh, clear out the old guard and bring in a new guard yeah. to write their own history. Mm-hmm. That's the only possible reason I could see for something like that. But as you said earlier on, you have 26 men squads now. Yes. Surely Sergio Ramos is the type of man you want in the dressing room. You know well, I would say Sergio Ramos starts for Spain. Yeah. Though. Like, like this yeah. is the crazy thing about it that I can't wrap my head around. Like how, like to leave him at home is one thing, but mm-hmm. I mean the man walks in yeah. to Spain no, starting no. eleven. Like I don't understand. Like I know you're saying about it's a team turning a new leaf and all. Is a World Cup? Is that the time to do it? No, I it, do not think it's the time to do it. A Nations League, yeah, hundred percent. Oh yeah. A World Cup is not the time to leave arguably yeah. your best centre-back ever <laughs> at home. Ramos he, has is, he's arguably the best centre-back ever. Yeah. He has been injured recently, but apparently like, he's been back for PSG playing well, so yeah. I am shocked. Oh, Experience. As you say, I thought he would even like, start. He's, he's the, <laughs> the country's captain. Uh, yeah. And like you were saying, Diego Godin's back in the squad. Yeah. Just having someone's that experienced head in the dressing room. He's won everything. Yeah. There's no... If the manager doesn't want to play him, he doesn't have to play him. But have him there because what he would do for the youngsters and because uh, it is a pre- it's a quite a young squad. That's being yeah, Spain are young. Spain are young. Like his like, experienced head should be in that. But it must be the no manager. He wants that young team, that new. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. if you have if like likes of Pau Torres or something who's to make a mistake, yeah, 
Like if you somebody like Sergio Ramos to come in and pick a young player off the ground mm-hmm. like that to go again is the perfect man you want yeah, in there because he's probably his idol. Yeah, Pau Torres probably grew up watching Sergio I Ramos. Want, I want to be. I him. want to be Sergio Ramos. Yeah. It's crazy. Like even if he doesn't play, it's just crazy. the voice around the change room. Just to have him there. Spain are mad. If they get yeah, deeper, mad. the experience. Yeah. The hair not away as well. Spain are just mad, base. Yeah, the, human. The, the manager just. <laughs> I think the manager <laughs> just in general did not fancy the hair. That no, was just no, a joke. I know that's absolutely uh, joke. And again for Brazil, you know, Gabriel. Not yeah, get, not yeah. Get picked. Picked. you know, yeah. you know, we yeah, run, well. we run through the fantasy stats the other day. He was one of the highest scoring defenders mm-hmm. in fantasy mm-hmm. this season. He's been one of the best centre backs. He has yeah, been he one has of the best defenders in the league. Look, yes, he has a clanger in him. We all know that, but and, and he can be a bit of a liability in terms of picking up cards <laughs> but, and whatnot. Yeah. But like, you but know, if you find centre back and world footballer who doesn't have a clanger in him, yeah. you're doing very you're well. doing very well there. And he very gets, few that yeah. don't have a clanger. He gets in goals them. as well. I've seen he, scored he, does. he, has has he does. scored four or five goals last he does. year. Yeah. He's, he's always a threat. See in around that box. Yeah. He just th- throws by yeah. out of the road and yeah. he gets on the That's end. That's another of it. one. Like I thought he might even like maybe like obviously the tag was over the Marquinhos, but like you thought even maybe he could have started. Yeah. To yeah. not even make the squad is just it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, Brazil love bringing usually love bringing a centre back who has a clanger in him and is a bit of a clown yeah. like David Luiz yeah. <laughs> so why didn't they bring Gabriel I don't know it's the her it's the her it's the her he's signed up no problem Yeah. alright then as for the injuries boys these are the boys that were unlucky um, and had to withdraw from their national team squads due to injury and look we have some massive massive names here that are not going to the World Cup number one Paul Pogba mm-hmm. Ben Chilwell Timo Werner Reese James Luis Diaz N'Golo Conte Diogo Jada Presnel Kimbembe, Jesus Corona, Pedro Neto, Bubakar Kamara, Giovanni Lacelso, and Marco Royce. Again, big names. Big, big, names. big names. Then you question the time of the year, like November. That comes back to it. You know. I can't remember who it was said during the week. Was it, it might have been Gary Lineker or somebody said, like, the time this World Cup means a niggly injury is causing players yes. in this World Cup. World Cups. Yeah. Like, you're looking, you're looking the last time, like, if you injured yourself, if you got a bad injury in October, your World Cup is over. Yeah, yeah. like a two-month injury, mm-hmm. you're not going to the World yeah. Cup. If I think that's the start of the season, see at traditional World Cup, if you got injured in April, mm-hmm. you still have the chance to yeah. make it. To Prime make example this year is Sadio Mane. Yeah, like he's going to the World Cup, and it was touch and go whether he's going to the World Cup yeah. after an injury sustained last even week. Even like Son as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and a few weeks ago, it's still touch and go if these players yeah. are fit. Yeah. yeah, like is Sadio Mane going to play in the group stages or is? The Senegalese backing on getting out of that group without him and them having them. Well, that's it, lad. And it's all like, it's a gamble for managers as to whether you know you can go without your star player. Like with Son and, and Mane, you can understand it because they are they had to go. They had to go. There's no word. But it's they like the guys go. like Reese James who yeah. says he could have been fit later on in the in, tournament, in the tournament. But he doesn't get picked. Yeah, or he's just been unlucky. I'm sure there's other players mm-hmm. they got. Yeah, it's just... absolutely. And ten best players then who aren't going to Qatar because their countries didn't qualify again. Some massive names in here obvious one Erling Haaland not yeah. gonna, not going to show it on the world he's stage gonna, he's going to be a beast whenever he comes yeah. back yeah, yeah. it's scary Mo Salah Martin Odegaard David Alaba Frank Kessier Jean-Luigi Donnarumma Victor Ozeman Alexander Isaac Marco Verratti and Andy War- uh, uh, I can almost speak Andy Robertson <laughs> <laughs> uh, Erling Haaland yeah. some top players like you say he's going to be a beast after he comes back he's a beast now what's yeah, he, really he going to be when he comes back <laughs> yeah uh, I seen an interview with him there, um, and he was talking about like his World Cup picks and stuff. 
and you could see the disappointment in his face asked, whenever he was asked, uh, "Are you disappointed enough to go to the World Cup?" Yeah. He was fuming. But one day he will play the World but Cup. But that, yeah. that, oh, Norwe- that Norwegian team is starting to yeah. look like it, it could be. It's a bit like uh, Gareth Bale, Holland, yeah. Odegaard, uh, Sorloth. These are young players mm. are coming in their prime, and while some of the bigger names in Europe are starting to fall away a wee bit, yeah. the, the pack in Europe's coming a lot closer than it was. The likes of Denmark could go toe to toe with the likes of France now. Yeah, this Norway team in a couple of years could be a serious outfit. Well, it's like you just said, their own. You know that Denmark side have showed now progressively over the last few years that they can be at that top level. You know why can't Norway be a be a side like Denmark in a few yeah. years' time? You know, there's no reason why they can't be because they have that world class talent now. Mm-hmm. All right, lads. So we're going to move it on then to our predictions, and I'm going to get a couple of predictions here from you. First thing I want from you is your overall winner. I'm going to go first. I'm going to say Argentina. Just... I'm going to say Brazil. Brazil? Yeah. Portugal. Oh. oh. I don't know what sounds stupid because I was talking about the Discord in the dressing room, but I don't know. <laughs> I just have a feeling that the Messi-Ronaldo final is going to happen. <laughs> and I think as much as you are a night of them now, Ronaldo's going to do it. Argentina for win. I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Messi's the goat. <laughs> That's on tape now, Connor. <laughs> um... I was going to go Argentina for the furry tail, but do you know what? I'll go different. I'll go Spain. Spain? Wow. That's really left field. <laughs> All right, lads. I, I was talking about there, lads. I know you, you, were, were, you were. were. I want your player of the tournament, Oren. Player of the tournament. Um, well, look, I'm going for... I'm going for Brazil to win. And I know it's easy to go for a, a forward, but I think Casemiro is the man that's going to be the player of the tournament in the World Cup. Okay. I think he's the linchpin in that, in that Spain midfield. And he's what keeps it together. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Jack and Shadow Jack and Shadow mm. for player of the tournament if Portugal do get there we know they're, defen- they're going to have to be defensively sound but they're going to need a creative spark and I think Cancelo can be that outlet up and down that wing uh, setting crossing balls and be defensively sound so Jack and Shadow see it doesn't even have to be the team that wins the World Cup that the I know that's that's the like Modric yeah. got it yeah. Uh, yeah. do you know what just for the fairy tale I go Messi yeah, and I'm the same. I'm gonna say Messi as well. I just feel like it's Argentina's. He's year playing well as well. At yeah, the minute, and yeah. It's coming a good time. I just think he's gonna. He's the main man. He's just gonna tear it up. All right, goalkeeper of the tournament, Connor. Who do you think? Uh, go Allison. Allison. Yeah, top keeper, world class. Oh, it's, it's hard to know. Like it's because I was gonna go like Spanish keeper or something, but I think Allison will be the the best keeper in the world. Oh. Um. It's easy to go Thibaut Courtois, say the best goalkeeper in the world, but yeah. I just don't think Belgium are going to go. I do th- think they'll get quarterfinals maybe, mm-hmm. yeah. but I just don't think they'll go deep enough to warrant to, a keeper to win the tournament it. award. Okay. So I'm going to go Alisson as well. Okay, fair enough. I'm going to go Kasper Schmeichel. I think Denmark yeah. are going to finish third this year, to be honest, and I think Kasper Schmeichel is going to have a, a, a crazy World Cup. Not too bad. Seen a few predictions saying Denmark could be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Could could fire on. But I'm going to go Allison. I just think I I don't think I've seen a keeper better in a one v one situation. Yeah. To be honest, it's an easy choice as well. Yeah, isn't it? like even his distributions. It's fantastic too. He is Brazil's keeper now. Yeah. Yeah. Not Anderson. No, I was going to say it's, 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 it'd be so Kirk Crack. We all say. I know. All of a sudden, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> not even Weberton starts. For <laughs> <laughs> all right, Owen. I want your top goal scorer. Top goal scorer is going to be Olivier Giroud. Oh, just stealing my idea there. Are you going to go with that as well? Yeah, Olivier Giroud's mine too. I don't even know if he'll start. Yeah, look, I think Didier Deschamps loves him. 
and I just can't deny Olivier Giroud's quality. I think he's insane. You just think he's good looking, lad. (laughs) (laughs) Do you not? (laughs) There's no question here. If you don't think Olivier Giroud's good looking, there's something wrong. (laughs) Um, He scored 49 French goals. One player scored more than him. It's Thierry Henry in 51. It's crazy. Like, I think he's criminally underrated. I think he's the most underrated striker in in our generation. I think he's just unreal. I know he didn't score the last World Cup, but he played every game for France. Mm-hmm. He offers something different for France. He offers that aerial threat. And I don't know. I just think it's it's a time Drew gets the respect he deserves, and this I is agree. going to be the time he gets it. I fully. He's agree. going Drew. Yeah. I don't think he scored at the last World Cup though. In the one. No, he didn't. He, he didn't. He didn't. But so I think I, he's going to. Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. I do. Even though he started every game then. And yeah, but he's in great form for AC Milan. Now. He's balling for Milan. I no, I, I can't, can't see, see anything else. Connor, I'm going to go Mbappe. And then see the thing about the World Cup as well, the top scorers, you have to look at the We're all the doing Mbappe celebration. Uh, <laughs> you have to look at the group. As you said, Giroud, the group there, you know, Australia and Tunisia, there'll be good chances because Harry Kane, I think he scored five or six of his goals in the, yeah. the group stage because I think they played Tunisia and yeah. Panama. Panama, so yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with Mbappe. You're going to go oh, fucking Donatello. Up <laughs> <laughs> top. I've got two. I couldn't decide between two. Um, again, I was like you, Connor. I looked at the groups too. Yeah. I've gone Harry Kane as one of them. Yeah, yeah. And I've gone Neymar. I just can't decide which of the two is yeah. going to score the mm-hmm. most goals. To be honest, I think if I had to close my eyes now and somebody put a gun to my head and goes, "Right, you have to pick one," I'd probably say Kane. Mm-hmm. But no, Kane's a good shout because. Again, you look at the group. And well, see, that's, that's where you get your goals. Looking yeah. at the group. That, that, that's what I said. I, if he plays, yeah. these boys could be. But that's what, like, I think Olivier Giroud, if France do go further in the group, yeah. I don't think he'll play in the latter stages. Yeah, But I do think he'll play quite a bit, especially against Tunisia and Australia. Yeah. I think he'll definitely yeah. start that. I, I don't games. think he mightn't start, but Giroud will come on for every game for France. Yeah. If they need goals, they will turn to Olivier Giroud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. Kane's a good shout. Yeah, Kane's a good show too. Yeah. All right, boys, and this one has really caused me a lot of pain. I've really racked my brain. I want your your youngster. Now, I have three in mine here mm-hmm. because I genuinely can't pick between the three because they are just all that good. I've gone Bellingham. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Musiala. Definitely. And Xavi Simons. Yeah. And I, I can't pick between the three. I think they're just all as good as one another, and it's hard. I think they all do different roles as well. You know, Bellingham's your sit deep, progressive passer, win the ball, move forward, and he does that so effectively, better than, than really anybody else in the Champions League I've mm-hmm. seen this year. Um, Musiala, again, he's a number 10, different kind of player, so creative, just so much flair. And it's like you said Owen, uh, earlier, Owen, how England let him go, it's criminal. Mm-hmm. And Chappy Simons is in some exceptional form this yeah. year. And he's, again, we talked about Odegaard on Wednesday looking like the player that he could have been. Chavi Simons is now beginning to look like yeah. a player yeah. that was hyped up at 14, 15. Yeah. And he's just so exciting. And I can't wait to see these three players, but I don't know which of the three is going to stand out and make this World Cup their own. Look, I agree. And I also have three. And I do think Bellingham and Musiala are obviously going to play well because they're like world-class footballers realistically mm-hmm. I have Javi Simmons as well I think he's as you said just performing unbelievable this season I have Yusufa Mokoko yeah. for Germany 17 years old and I just think he's going to take his chance mm. and then left field I'm going for Kondo Palistri he always performs well for Uruguay he's been given the number 8 shirt for this World Cup 
I just think that's going to give him the bit of confidence that he needs, especially having not played for United this season. He's a good player. He's a good player. Owen, what do you think? Uh, well, you're know, quite similar to me. I've also kind of been torn between a couple. I've went Javi Simons because, mm-hmm. as you said, he is balling for a really good PSG team at the moment. PSV. Or yeah. PSV, yeah. <laughs> he's not that quick. He's not that good yet. <laughs> um, he was a PSV. That's where he went to. Yeah, I know he was. Um, he, I've went Musiela, as I was talking about earlier on. He's, he's got 15 golden formats this season in the Bundesliga already. Yeah. And if my protection of Portugal winning it does come to fruition, I think Joe Polina is going to have a mm. serious word in that. He's 27. He's sort of young. Oh. Shit. <laughs> 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 right, I don't know. In, in my head, I thought he was like, you're, you're sacked. You, you're you, sacked already. He mixed the, he mixed the one and the seven up. Sorry. <laughs> so we'll just leave it at Javi Simons. Yeah, yeah. Javi Simons is always back. Yeah, Javi Simons. Uh, so, so, who's Joy Panini? <laughs> so, as you boys have said, obviously, Bellingham, uh, Masala, Javi Simons. Uh, but I, and Vinicius Jr., I think it's a good shout. Yeah. He's a young player, Brazil, they get four, but I'm going to go, because I went to Spain to win, I'm going to go Pedri. He got the best young player at yeah, the Euros, yeah. and I think he's going to be the main man for Spain. Do you know the only reason I didn't go for Vinicius and Pedri, in all honesty? It's because I think they're already established world-class players. Yeah. I would I, say that about Bellingham, though. But would you? Yeah. See, but, but I feel like this season has only really been the season that people have really started mm. to talk about Bellingham, whereas like, Vinny's been talked about for the last two years, mm-hmm. three years. Um, Pedri has been playing for Barcelona now consistently mm-hmm. for the last two years. Yeah. Like, I feel like this has been Bellingham's season. I don't on, on current form around the world, other than Holland, obviously. Yes. But I don't think I could name someone who's being talked about as much as what Bellingham is. No, I know, mm-hmm. and I understand that. But like, he went for thirty-five million from Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like thirty-five million. Yeah, people were talking about him, man. He was linked with all the clubs, and yeah. he ended up choosing Dortmund. Like, yeah. I, I, I know just, he's, it's his best performance season, but I would calibre, I would I think he's a world class caliber player. He's been very good for Dortmund yeah. for a few years now. Yeah. And the and the fees being tied about him now is what it's it's an excess of 120 million. Like you're right, as in like uh, Vinny Champions League last year, yeah. and then you go Pedri, Euro young <coughs> player was probably their best player. So I get what you're it's saying hard, in a yeah, way. Bellingham mm-hmm. hasn't really performed at the top level at maybe like a, a Euros or a World Cup yet. Yeah. He's still yeah. young, obviously, yeah. or maybe the champ like Champions League playing okay, but he hasn't. Stood out as much, scored mm-hmm. a Champions League final. I get what you're saying. Uh, yeah, that way. yeah, yeah. That's 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 the only thing that would have held me back yeah. from from saying the likes of Pedri. Yeah. Well, was Pedri the young player of the year? Or was that Galvi? It was Galvi. And again, that was. I didn't understand that. Yeah. All right, boys. I want your dark horse as well, Aura. Who do you have in the dark horse? Um. Well, uh, I said it earlier when I said Casper Schmeichel in Denmark's the dark horse this year. I know we talked about their attack and threat not being all too there, but. The unity, especially after what happened Christian Eriksen in the Euros, like you've seen the squad all pulled together. Yeah. And, yeah, Denmark's mine. Owen? Uh, I was thinking Denmark, but it'll be a wee bit different from them, and I'll go to Dutch. The Dutch? I think they have great attacking talent. We've mentioned Cody Gagpo. Mm-hmm. We've talked about Xavi Simons. Um, they're strong. Like I know he hasn't had his best season, but Virgil van Dijk on his day is still mm-hmm. one of, if not the best centre-back in the world. Yep. So I'm going to go to Dutch. Connor. Yeah, I'm going to go Serbia. Uh, spoke about them earlier, just how much goals they scored in qualifying. They, even they came above Portugal. Yeah. The World Cup uh, winners of the future, according to one. But yeah, they're just their goal scoring threat. Uh, their midfield is unbelievable. Boys at Kostic, Savage, Elic, uh, Tadic, even the experience they have. The only thing is going to be the group. 
it's a very tough group, but I do think if they can get through that group, they will challenge any team. Any team, yeah. yeah. I'm the same. Look, I'm I'm torn between either Denmark or Serbia. Mm-hmm. And who are we think is going to play in the final? Then I think it's going to be between Argentina and Brazil. Yeah, I agree. I'm going. I'm going with the storylines: Portugal, Argentina. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to have to go Spain because <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spain or. Well, I haven't done my research, lads, because I don't know what to say. I don't want to say Argentina, Argentina or Brazil, whoever is on the other side. Because you know I like Spain. Aye, I it depends on the, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. if I go pro, then people will be like, oh, <laughs> they played each other in the last 16. They the last 16. Yeah, so Spain will win it against Argentina or Brazil. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely. Uh, we're going to move on, and we're going to do a little quiz for the people at home and for us. Um, We're going to... Speed through it. So, if you get your pens ready. So, question one. <laughs> Do you have a pen? I don't. <laughs> question one. Um, Are we ready? Yeah. Will we just do a buzzer? <laughs> yeah, just do like a... Will each of us just go... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, question one. Which country has conceded a record of 112 goals during the World Cup Finals. Uh, uh, Connor? I'm going to say Mexico. No. Uh, oh, the Dutch? No. Uh, Connor Dorman? Saudi Arabia? No. Germany? What? Yeah, what? Germany have conceded the most Mexico amount of goals. It needed, it, 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 it needed, it needed to be a big team. That's why I went to Dutch, because they've lost the most yeah, finals. That's, and I really hope that's not one of your questions, because yeah. I just said it. <laughs> Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> they probably only played them any good. They've been there like twice. <laughs> uh, number two, which country won the first ever World Cup? Uh, Ollie has just answered. Uruguay. Uruguay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number three, which country has won a record five World uh, Cups? Who is it? Brazil. Brazil. Yes, of course. Which player has played the most minutes in the World Cup finals? Uh, Connor? Can you give me a clue? Yes, <laughs> he's Italian. Oh, Maldini. Yeah, yeah. well done. I gave it away. <laughs> um, number five, who won the 2018 World Cup? Uh, Connor Dorman. France. Yeah. I didn't want to look stupid, lads. I didn't want to look stupid. Number six, which sports brand has uh, supplied the balls for the uh, World Cup since 1970? Connor. Adidas. Yeah. Um, what was the name of the famous ball in the 2010 World uh, Cup? Giuliani. The uh, number eight. Who famously scored the hand of God? Connor. Maradona. Maradona. Uh, number nine. <laughs> I want the your... full name of who did Zidane headbutt in the 2006 uh, final? Connor Richards. Marco Materazzi. Yes, he did. Number ten. Who is the all-time leading World Cup uh, goal scorer? Uh, uh, Miroslav Klose. Miroslav Klose. How many? Seventeen. Fourteen. Oh, oh six. 16. Oh. Yeah. Was that a guess? Yeah. Yeah, that was sick. Uh, Number 11. What was the World Cup trophy formerly known as? We said this in the Tesco QR party. Yeah, we did. We did. Yes. Uh, Number 12. Which player has the most World Cup wins? Uh, Connor. Oh. Uh, I'm going to think it must be a Brazilian. You tell me. Pele? Yeah. I was going to say that. <laughs> I Number thought that was too obvious. <laughs> In which year was the first World Cup held? Uh, Connor 19, Roman. 1930. 1930. How many people tuned into the 2018 World Cup? Was it A, 3.2 million, B, 4.8 billion, 
C, 3.2 billion, or D, 4.8 million? Uh, 3.2 billion. 3.2 billion. Yeah. Uh, 15, what is the most amount of goals scored by a single player in a single World Cup match? Uh, Connor? Four? Nope. Uh, Connor Roman? Is he a three or five? Uh, three. No. Five. 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 Yeah. Does anybody know who it was? Pala? No. It's a fella called Oleg, Oleg Selenko. Hungarian. Scored a first half hat trick and a second half brace for Russia versus oh. Cameroon in oh. 1994. Very good. Oh, that late? I thought it would have been like one of the Hungarians. Yeah, yeah. Wait, like, they're yeah. winning games like 12 2 and stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, number 16. Who scored the first goal in the 2010 World uh, Cup? Uh, Shabalaba. De Shabalaba! <laughs> oh, what a goal! Owen's doing a celebration here. Uh, number 17. How many times? Has R9 won the World Cup and in which year? Uh, Connor Dorman. 2002. Mm-hmm. He's won it multiple times? 94? Yeah. 1992 and 2000. Or, sorry, 1994 and 2002. Yeah, he was only 19 in the 94 squad. It's mad that nobody, yeah. no South American teams won the World Cup since 22. I know. Uh, 18. Where is the World Cup being held this year? Easy. Uh, Qatar. Yes. Qatar. True or false, the World Cup has never been held in Asia? Err, false. false. Why? Because yeah. in 2002 Japan. it was Asia Korea and Japan. Japan. Yeah. Asia and Japan. Um, Korea. <laughs> <laughs> the final question is, which player, and I don't buzz in early, which player turns into a mixture of Neuer, Thibaut Courtois, Van der Sar, <laughs> and um, Rom Steele. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, to finish off our World Cup warm-up special, I'm going to ask the boys what their favourite ever World Cup moment is. So Owen, we're going to start with you. Uh, well, like, obviously, the obvious thing to say is Robbie Keane, but I wasn't alive for that, so I'm not going to I was alive, but yeah, I, you I, don't remember. I was not conscious. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to say that. My favourite World Cup moment... Is probably uh, Iniesta's goal in 2010. It's the yeah. first proper moment I can remember. It's either that or Portugal beating England in 2006 because I was in Portugal and I remember all the Portuguese going mad. Yeah. Uh, Connor Dorman? Uh, I was going to go 1986, Maradona, the handball. It's fantastic. <laughs> oh, sorry, oh, you remember that well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I could have said Robbie Keane then. <laughs> but I'll probably go. Probably Italy win the World Cup. But 2006 was like my first World Cup. Yeah. I thought it was a great World Cup and the final was just incredible penalties the headbutt yeah, what a had game. it all had yeah. it all yeah Richie it's tough man. it is there's a lot of good World Cup moments um, but I think the one that always just stands out in my head and it's a goal that I just rewatch on absolute repeat is Robin Van Persie's yeah. header oh, in, in the 2014 I just think that's ridiculous or Maybe even James Rodriguez's goal in the yeah. 2014 yeah. World Cup yeah. as if well. We're, if we're talking about a great goal, shout out to Fordon yeah. against yeah. the Dutch. The Jabulani. Yeah. 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 I don't I just, to me, like I know, like I would be the same as you, Connor, 2006 would be my first World Cup yeah. that I consciously remember. And some of the goals that it were on were the Germany first game. Was, ridiculous. Frings or somebody, just yeah. unbelievable. Absolute goal. Yeah. But I don't know, I, I just think like 2010 World Cup was great and all, but to me, like 2014 is the one that I like associate with the World Cup. Mm. Yeah. So, because it was in Brazil, yeah. Yeah, it had that South American feel to it. Yeah. The atmosphere, the crowd. Staying, up, staying up late to, late watch, to the watch the games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that, was like, the first, that was the first time my parents let me have like digital TV in my room yeah. to watch the World Cup games. Like, it's, there was just something special about the yeah. 2014 yeah. World Cup. No, it, I agree. In terms of pure drama, Suarez has to be up there as well. 
the hardball. The the hard yeah. yeah. Like, it was so dirty. Yeah. Cheap, and then even as we celebration. Ev- everybody on the planet would do it for the country. Yeah. yeah. Even a celebration. Oh, the celebration. The way the celebration on the sideline of the tunnel. My favourite is what we just talked about. It was the 2010 World Cup, the first goal. Uh, oh, oh, goal Bafana Bafana. Goal Bafana Bafana. The only reason it's my favourite is because I watched that in school. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I remember that too. Yeah. The big TV on wheels was pushed into our <laughs> class. <laughs> and the first class. And uh, we watched the first game of the World Cup in that's 2010. Class. That's and that's a memory I'll never forget. That's class. So yeah, that's, that's my favourite World Cup. Look, I think we've, the World Cup, again, and I think this World Cup's going to be the exact same, there's always something that gets thrown up. Mm-hmm. Or there's there's magic moments, magic goals. Maybe it's even just a piece of skill, a piece of trickery. Mm-hmm. Like It's like... Maradona solo goal mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I never got to experience that because I wasn't alive mm-hmm. but I've seen it that many yeah. times yeah. it's like you always get these iconic moments from the World Cup it's a special tournament and I know this one has been marred by the situation in Qatar and I understand that and yeah. I really do empathise with, mm-hmm. with the people who have lost their lives mm-hmm. constructing yeah. stadiums and it's absolutely terrible yeah. I'm glad the players have spoke out about it mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah. at the same time we're watching football from a purely football perspective. Yeah, from the purest football standpoint, yeah. this is the biggest tournament. It only mm-hmm. comes around every four years. Yeah, and it is just something to, as a football fan, to sink your teeth into. And I think this tournament's going to be absolutely fantastic. Yeah. But as yeah. you said, it's an opportunity for players to make a name for themselves. Yeah, to make themselves world stars, mm-hmm. especially January transfer window coming up. But this, this, this is the best. Like, this is the holy grail. Some players only get one shot at it. As you said, it only happens every four years. Yeah, it only takes one injury. One out of four, and you've you've missed another shot. Yeah, like it is the biggest tournament on the planet, and it's where play, people make their names. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not as successful after it. The likes of James Rodriguez will live long in the memory for what he done in Brazil. Yeah, mm-hmm. the likes of Shabalava, I don't know who he plays for, mm-hmm. who he played for before, but I know about his goal, and I'll always remember his goal. Well, he'd probably be known as South Africa's greatest footballer yeah. for yeah. that for, for that, that goal. one moment. Maybe like the most known name, name yeah. in, in South African football. He will be immortalised in that country mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. You know, the same way, yes, I know, look, same in England, you know, Bobby Moore is immortalised as the only man mm-hmm. to lift the World Cup for England. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pele for Brazil. Pele for Brazil, mm-hmm. Maradona for Argentina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is a special World Cup because this could be Messi and Ronaldo's Messi, last. It's Messi and Ronaldo's Messi last, Ronaldo's last, last chance. Ronaldo's last, it, uh, last chance. Bonner and David O'Leary in Ireland will be remembered for what they've done <laughs> against Romania. Like, look, from a purely football perspective, you can't not look forward to this. Yeah. And as you say, Connor, it produces them magical moments. Yeah. Um, so obviously there's no Premier League mm-hmm. for no. the next foreseeable future not until Boxing Day so the Bottom Mids podcast will be bringing you World Cup content yep. from well from after you listen to this it'll be every Wednesday again um, and we just hope that you enjoy the World Cup as much as we're going to and Connor, if you want to sign us off. Yeah, look, like I was saying before look, unfortunately this World Cup comes under, under bad circumstances yep. and you know, absolutely. I think we at the bottom bins here want to extend our sympathies to those who have lost their mm-hmm. lives in the construction of stadiums. And look, obviously Qatar comes with a number of human rights issues. Um, but like we said, this is a football podcast and we understand, you know, the, the complications that go behind this World Cup. Mm-hmm. But we are a football podcast. We want to cover the football and do it, the just, uh, do it justice as best as we can. Um, And yeah, just once again, thank you for the support. Thank you for listening. And we hope that you enjoy the World Cup content over the next couple of weeks. Thank you. And we will see you next week. Thank you, everybody. Thanks. Thanks.